Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to young adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate it on your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. Uh, it helps get the word out. And if you have questions, please text them to 618-224-1216. That's 618-224-1216. Uh, text us any question you'd like answered and uh uh, we'll we'll see some of those and try to respond to some of them. That'd be a good time. And I am joined today by Bryce McGuire, our pastor to First Students. That's our student minister here. And uh, Bryson, I just want to start off with asking you, what is the most random thing on your mind right now? That, just so everybody listening knows that uh, this is totally cold, out of the blue. Uh, Bryson was not given this question. So most random thing. Most Go. random thing. Most Honestly, random. that you changed up the introduction so I didn't get to say hey Oh. I'm pretty sure I've done that like every single podcast episode. So I'm so disappointed about that. hey All right, second most random thing. We were just having a conversation about aspartame and diet soda. I've actually been thinking about that quite a bit. <laughs> oh, that'd be something For it interesting. or against it, let us know by texting that number. Yeah. Um, is I'll it better you know. to drink soda with sugar or uh, diet soda of some sort? Or just don't drink soda at all. Yeah, that's a brutal, brutal proposition. But on that note, we're talking about fasting today. We are. So... Um, we uh we've we're doing a spiritual disciplines kind of uh, what's a good word for it series uh, series that is the right word for it but I Collection. couldn't think of it I was thinking of segment but that's not the right word series doing a spiritual discipline series and so we've talked about the Bible and prayer mm-hmm. and then we have a lot of other interesting topics coming up evangelism service worship fellowship uh, today we're talking about fasting and so our our hope with these is. Um, not to just kind of regurgitate uh, maybe a, a theological view of them, but to really give you all kind of our perspectives as pastors, having gone through them to know that um, pastors aren't perfect people and mm-hmm. we struggle with these disciplines just like everyone else. Uh, but we also have some experience in them. Uh, and so we want to kind of share our journey and maybe practices that could help you out along the way. Doing these spiritual disciplines, maybe that Maybe that uh, title is even odd for someone, spiritual discipline, and we call it that because uh, we don't always feel like doing the spiritual things God wants us to, but a discipline is really something that I do in spite of how I feel, Mm -hmm. and so these things that can help us grow, and today we're talking about fasting, and so we're just going to jump right into it, and uh, wanted to start with this, Bryce, and just uh, this thought of why is fasting important? What does the Bible say about it? People might even ask, what is it? So I was going to say, why don't you actually define it? Yeah, is that so cool? define it first for yeah, us. Yeah, so fasting really kind of just a, a pause in something and uh, most often associated with food. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked in my handy Bible dictionary, the Holman Bible dictionary, uh, as we were kind of preparing for this. And so uh, you could have no food, you could have no water or food, and then you could just have restrictions of certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, we did want to start this off since we are talking about fasting to say that anyone out there with medical conditions or concerns, and especially people who are minors, uh, mm-hmm. young young age people, uh, those people consult with their parents, and all people who uh, have concerns about health consult with your physicians uh, with w- before going into fasting if you think it could yeah. be. That's the disclaimer. So That's the disclaimer, but also we care about you, we and we want you to do things in a healthy way. Absolutely. We don't want fa- uh, fasting to be a detriment. We mm-hmm. want it to be a, a building up thing, so do it yeah. the right way. Uh, but let's start with why is it important? 
Um, what are things Bible has to say yeah. about why is it important? So I think one of the things that I think is really cool about fasting is um, there's there, there's a lot of places in Scripture that really talk about fasting, and it talks about it in a sense of like that it's something that we should do. And so in Matthew chapter 6, which we actually kind of talked about in the last podcast episode uh, with prayer, and so kind of continuing on that, Jesus is talking, and he says in Matthew chapter 6, he says that whenever you fast, and so I'll read the rest in just a second, but it implies that you are going to fast. You're yeah. going to fast from something. And and so the cool thing about fasting is we talk about food. That is the most kind of common, well-known way of fasting. But you can fast from other things, too. You can fast from uh, TV, social media, um, you can fast from. I'm actually running out of examples. Those are two really big ones. Um, anything that would take away a soda your, with aspartame. Soda with aspartame in it. and there without aspartame. <laughs> Ugh, so gross. Anyway, which one's gross? Both of them. Both are gross. Well, you don't like I just any gave soda? away. I just gave. No, I don't like soda at all. At all. Like it feels. It's just gross. It just like it's just gross. What about sweet tea? Uh uh-uh. uh I do what? herbal tea. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to have a longer conversation (laughs) after this. It's all good. So anyway, so Jesus says... No sweet tea? I I can't get off that yet. So Jesus said no sweet (laughs) tea. All right, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. So, but Jesus said, whenever you fast, and he kind of gives us this pattern. He says, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Uh, Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, so again, there's that implication that you're going to... Uh, He says, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret and your father who is in secret will reward you. And so what's really cool about this, this is a pattern and an example for us that Jesus gives us. And he says, hey, when you fast, the point of fasting is not so that everybody knows it. I don't necessarily think personally, like Obi, you may, you can disagree if you uh, want, but all right, I'm getting ready to. Let's have. I don't it. actually think it's a bad thing if other people know that you're fasting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think the problem is that when you fast and you do it in such a way that you like are trying to make yourself look spiritual to other people, like, right. and so Jesus says, He says, put oil in your head and wash your face, so that way it doesn't even look like, like, like that way, like you look normal. Basically, is kind of what it's saying. Um, and so fasting is, is done privately and personally. It's between you and God. And I think that's one reason why it's very important is you can fast as a family, you can fast as a small group, as a church, you can fast in a lot of different ways, and I think we should. That's a whole other conversation I have. I don't think the church practices fasting enough, but the basis of it is it's an individual thing, and so it's Mm. between you and God. And so it's important because it is an aspect of your relationship, of your walk with God. And so... I really wanted to disagree with you. Really? I, I just wanted to, just in, you know, as a personality. That's because you're a challenger. <laughs> but uh, my brother and I have actually talked about that exact thing because uh, we've had a, a reason recently to, to fast mm-hmm. and um, beyond the normal. And, um, and so we kind of come to this conclusion that sometimes it's actually a hindrance to not let people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you go out to lunch for someone and they you just won't eat lunch with them. They'll be like, oh, I got to swear about that here in a minute. Why but. won't you eat lunch with me? Like, yeah. and, and so in that instance, it, it actually can just be like, hey, I'm actually just fasting right mm-hmm. now. You're not doing it to show off. It's, yep. it's just about a time with God. And so it'd be different if you were like, Hey, look at me! Look at all right. this I'm doing for God. That would be um, the you know the Father who sees in secret reward in secret. But if you have your reward of getting the praise from men, is yeah. that if that's what you're looking for? But yeah. God discerns the heart. So, 
Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, that's it. I was just going to, all I was really going to add is just, um, well, the other thing I would just go back a couple of chapters to. So Jesus is also not preaching something he hasn't practiced. And so Matthew chapter four, mm. um, Jesus is in the wilderness and it says that he's been fasting for 40 days, 40 days, 40 nights. Trivia. So I shook my head for those of you who can't see, but man, trivia question. That's like a cardinal rule of you can't ask trivia question live on air, Bryce. And that is, I'm pretty sure that it's is 40. harsh. That is I'm harsh. pretty sure it's 40. And so anyway, in Matthew chapter four, Jesus is tempted three times by Satan. And um, I just think it's a really, um, and it's also before he like begins his public ministry too. And so I just think it's really just a, a, a great thing just to remember that Jesus is not preaching something that he didn't practice himself. Um, but also too, that I think that through the fasting um, that like he was aligned with God, he like, obviously he is God, fully God, fully man, but he was aligned with the father um, and the spirit. And at the same time, he was preparing himself for what God had next. And so um, if Jesus did it, then I think it's also something that we should, you know, consider putting into practice as well. Good word. And I'll uh, totally forgive you for trying to ask trivia. It was 40, right? Sure, it's 40. And okay, I was thinking 40 days 30. and 40 nights. But what if it had been a hard trivia question and you just like, hey, Obi, I've got this totally random question. I'm pulling up on my Bible right now. It's 40. Lasting it's 40. 40 days and 40 nights. Boom. Yeah. See, I was right. And it even says he was hungry. So Jesus was fully man. Just a good reminder. There you go. Um, so so for fasting, though, for people to think about it, um, you know, what do you do with fasting? And and so one thing that I thought of is it is generally partnered with prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I had the, the example in 2 Samuel when David's uh, King David, his baby, is sick. Uh, the baby that he had had with Uriah's wife Bathsheba. So um, so if you don't know that whole story, then you can read it in 2 Samuel. Um, but it, it was a baby born uh, to, a, to a woman that was not David's originally. It was Uriah's uh, wife. And so mm-hmm. the baby is sick. And so it says in chapter 12, verse 16 of 2 Samuel, it says, David pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted, went home and spent the night lying on the ground. The elders of his house stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he was unwilling and would not eat anything with them. And so that's kind of the pattern that you see that it's not just, hey, God wants you to be hungry for Mm -hmm. a while. He wants you to just, um, how about you just start skipping lunch, right? That's not the point. Um, The point is to have a time where you are focusing on God, that Mm -hmm. you're you're saying, hey, I'm going to set this time aside and and I'm going to even deprive the body, which is something really hard, especially yeah. it seems like in this day and age uh, when there's so many habits that are uh, and, and really so many things that we could just immediately satisfy the body thinking of food um, mm-hmm. that for vast um, vast generations, people had trouble getting enough food, and now uh, you can. Now we have fake sugar. Man, we, we have aspartame. <laughs> we have, we have aspartame so much food. Now. We have fake food. Yeah. Um. So so just to think of that, that we have such an access to it, um, that just pausing even the needs of the body, not just the wants, but the needs of the body. Yeah. Uh, for a brief period of time to spend it with God, and then it's also sometimes just partnered with solemnness. Uh, just uh, it could be morning or just a time of reverence with God. And so again in Second Samuel, but this one from chapter one, this is after uh, King Saul had died. and uh, and so there's this time where they're just having uh, a, 
I guess, a time of respect where it says they uh, they mourned, wept, and fasted until the evening for those who had died by the sword for Saul, his son Jonathan, the Lord's people, and the house of Israel. So just kind of a a recognition of a solemn time Mm -hmm. by being spiritual, by depriving the physical to be spiritual. Um, And then I did want to mention this one thing. If uh, It's the word asceticism. And so if our listeners are not familiar with that word, it'd basically be uh, kind of believing that denial of the body is the same as holiness, that Mm. um, that if I I just kind of deprive myself of food and drink or other physical activities uh, and, and sometimes rooted in a belief that the body itself is evil, as opposed to believing that God made the body good, but sin mm-hmm. has infiltrated the body. So, so Colossians chapter two, verses sixteen and uh, sixteen through twenty-three, kind of talk about it. But I'll just read two of the verses. Verse eighteen says, "Let no one condemn you by delighting in ascetic practices." And then verse twenty says, "Why do you submit to regulations? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch." And so the Bible, when it talks about fasting, this is a temporary thing. And the act of fasting itself is not holiness, right? If I'm not growing closer to God, then I'm missing the point of if if I'm not trying to focus on God and the spiritual, I'm missing the point. So if I thought, hey, if I just starve myself or something like that, no, God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to, he he made food, he made your body, he wants you to eat. um, But there are times when it is good for a a temporary, a short Mm -hmm. period of time to say, I'm going to put the body aside and focus on the spiritual. Um, so that's really what we're talking about. All right, mm-hmm. next I wanted to... Uh, well, do you have anything else to add to that? No, no, I think that's all good, man. All right, so I want to talk about our journey next, and I'll kind of just start this one out. Um, and, and so we're going to talk about what our fasting journey's been like, what have we observed about fasting, what impact, anything else. And so just kind of my journey, I really started when I was a young airman, um, was the first time I really started practicing fasting. And what I do is I just do a um, a lunch fast mm-hmm. that I you know I had a plenty of time in the day when I had to do things, uh, so I wasn't able to to stop and pray. I had to work and things. Um, and then being in the military, they're going to make you do PT physical training. Mm-hmm. So so you need calories. Uh, but occasionally just for lunch, I'd just skip lunch. I'd head over to the base chapel and I'd just take that time to pray. And yeah. so that's that's how my, I guess, fasting journey really began. And then, um, you know, I've done that off and on throughout my adult life. And then um, I've also done uh, a longer fast. Uh, 72 hours is kind of the the really maybe max. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people who have done more, but sure. I, I don't, unless God lays it heavily on my heart, I don't plan to go beyond that uh, three-day thing. Um, and the reason being, for me, it does feel like a war. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a huge struggle. So everybody has their own weaknesses. I really like food, yeah. um, burritos in particular, uh, just really enjoy them. And so um, for people who think that, oh, you know, preachers are always so spiritual and yeah. they don't have struggles. Yeah, they do. And uh, and fasting is a hard one. So it's yeah. when we think of the word spiritual discipline, boy, this one feels like a discipline. I Reading the Bible, I'm going to do that every day. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not as hard of a one for me. Um, fasting is hard. Yeah. Fasting is something that it is a battle of flesh and spirit for me. So with your uh, with your three day fast, was it food and water, or just like just food, or it was just food? Just I drank food. water. Mm-hmm. You drank water. Yep. Okay, I was just curious. Yep. So, yeah, I had actually had a kind of a similar experience. So, 
Well, I'll, I'll kind of back up just a second. So I actually was introduced to fasting when I was a kid, and I didn't know it was called fasting. I didn't know what it was. But our pastor had actually given us a challenge um, as a like as a church to give up cable for like a month in January. And you got to, I mean, keep in mind, this was like the 90s. So like there wasn't, you know, like email and like, like, oh, sorry, the internet was basically just used for email. That was about it. And I aming people. And uh, I think I just dated myself with that, <laughs> that reference. Um, I like it when you sound old. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but like, you know, we didn't have as many things. And so he challenged that. And I just remembered as a kid, like, I remember being mad about it. Like, cause as a kid, I'm like, you're taking away my cartoons. But like, it was really healthy. Like, it was really healthy, very life giving for my family. We continued it on for months. Um, I don't remember why we got it back, but eventually we did. Um, and so that was my kind of my first introduction to fasting. And then I've also done a three day food fast. Um, and so that's where you give up food for three days and uh, only drink water. So, like, no coffee, no tea, no aspartame, no nothing like that. <laughs> um, and so I actually did it. I like how you're not letting that go. That's I actually good. did it in uh, preparation for this job. Um, and so I, cause for me, this was a, it was a big deal. And like, I, I felt like God's hand was on it, but I wanted to make sure I was aligned with him. And so I, I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to give up food for three days. And if you've never done this before, day number one really isn't that bad. you're like, Oh, like it's kind of like, eh, but you're okay. Day number two, it, it kind of rough. And then by day number three, I mean, you are just running to the bathroom like every five seconds because there's just nothing left in your body. Mm. But I remember um, I, did, I didn't time it well. And I actually had a lunch scheduled with a friend that I just couldn't cancel on that Thursday. Um, and that was day number three for me. And uh, we went to Chipotle and I walked through the line with him, pretended to get food because I didn't want him to be like, what, what are you doing? And then we sat down and he's like, where's your food? I'm like, you're going to eat. You're going to like, I'm going to watch you eat. It's going to be awkward. But I was like, I'm fasting. I was like, I've made it this far. I can't give up now. And um, but it was really cool because I, I really felt like the Lord gave me real like vision and clarity. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I in a weird way, like I felt so like, 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 like my mind felt so like at peace. But I also felt so close to God in like a way I hadn't really felt before. And so it was kind of a cool experience. Yeah, I think there's. That's kind of what I heard is like there's just a real clarity that comes with it. So clarity, that's the word I was yeah, looking for. Yeah. That um so for me, um my my longest fast was uh, when I was praying for something very specific, something near and dear. And so I'm sure that clear clarity was there, but there was also um like just that closeness with mm-hmm. God that um I was praying more mm-hmm. than I'd ever prayed in my life. Uh praying a lot. Yeah. And so, uh, for me, they were just kind of coupled hand in hand that there was just this, it was like you were going through something, mm-hmm. you know, there's not, there's technically no other event, you know, it wasn't like you had had a, a rougher work day or something, right? but it was like, I'm going through something spiritual and it, and it was real. Yeah. And so there's that clarity, but also that power and that closeness with God that, um, that man, I just can't recommend it to people enough. Of mm-hmm. course, in the healthy ways, yeah, absolutely. like we talked about, but but uh, it's in the Bible for a reason, mm-hmm. and and so um, it is not easy. Yeah, probably of all the the spiritual disciplines we'll talk about, this may be the hardest, the most unnatural. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe people have their different ones. There's some people out there who don't struggle with food at all. They're yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" I I fast every day or every week, and yeah. and so maybe maybe I'm wrong in that, but uh, I think there'll be plenty of people 
um, especially in our culture that food is so abundant that we just have trained ourselves to expect the three meals a day and maybe mm-hmm. some snacks and yeah. and uh, nice aspartame filled beverages in between. There you go. And uh, and so it's so ingrained in us that I think it's a difficult thing, but it's also a freeing thing. Mm-hmm. If you just think about anything that you feel like I have to do all the time, yeah. that in some ways we're prisoners to it. And so I'm not saying don't eat because yeah, we have to absolutely. eat because we are we're prisoners to breathe in air. Keep doing that. We're prisoners to to drink and water. Keep doing that. Prisoners right. to food. Keep eating. But there is something freeing, mm-hmm. liberating, and um, it, and it can be used to just drive you closer to God to say even the most basic things yeah. my body needs. I'm gonna set those aside to focus on God, yeah. not not to just uh, starve to death, no, but to focus good. on God. Yeah. Um, anything else to add on that one? Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I know this is a little controversial, but I do oh think... Oh boy, this is where I get to disagree, finally. I do think that in our culture, food is an unspoken idol. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talk about idols in America, it's always sports and uh, technology, and mm-hmm. those are idols for sure. But we don't talk about food. We don't talk about gluttony because it is very triggering and it's right. offensive um, to people. I've never heard a sermon on gluttony. I've never heard a pastor once really tell me like to take care of your body in such a way with the food you eat. And so I would just I would just say as fasting can also I think it would shock people, really shock people if you actually did fast how much we worship food mm. in, in this culture in this society. And again, we're not talking about don't eat, but we're just saying don't live to eat, like eat to live kind of mm. a thing. Um and have a better healthy understanding. And I think that's one thing that fasting does is it really makes us realize, wow, I have worshipped this thing more than I realized, right? We're not talking about the the basic necessity of living. We're talking about that gluttony, that 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 deadly sin that we go above and beyond where we really don't need to. And so anyway, that might be kind of controversial. And have you ever thought, well, yeah, so, man, I keep hoping I get to disagree, and you, <laughs> I, you just keep saying it right. What's funny is we actually disagree a lot behind the scenes, and then I'm just like, okay, I'll just take that <laughs> because out. Because so. you're mocking me for uh, drinking an aspartame-filled beverage, which, by the way, I don't do very often. I'm trying it out. I just if I I can... care about your health, man. Well, so. thank you so you're, much, you're but welcome. I am never going to drink just straight black coffee. Just can't do it. Um, it's There's just no aspartame in coffee. But I just feel like something. No, I know. I'm just saying I, I have to put something in it. Oh, I just I don't know what's wrong with your taste buds that you're able to drink straight black coffee. They are more refined. My than mom does good, it sir. too. Refined, abused, whatever <laughs> word you want to use. Um, but so just thinking about um, why, to your point, why is food an idol, mm-hmm. right? Because we could easily say, and maybe this is why we don't pick on it, because it's something we have to do. Mm-hmm. I have to eat to keep living. Right. We know it, it will take a little bit of time, but we know what happens if you don't eat, right. which is why we gave a warning. Hey, make right. sure to do this with a physician if you're going to do it for extended period or tell your mom and dad if you're a minor um, to make sure that you're supervised. The reason being is because you have to have food to live. So yep. the question is, why is it an idol? If it's something that we are required to do to live and just think about that that uh, first meal that you miss mm-hmm. right that that mental cue that's going to come into your mind I'm hungry mm-hmm. right and then a little bit later if let's say you um, you start to have uh, you say okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip lunch but I'm gonna have supper yeah. and I know let's say something really good it's pizza or burritos I don't know if someone else listening is like oh those are gross well, Again, like Bryson and coffee, I don't know about burrito. you. That's true. 
but some people don't like those things. I, I don't, I don't get it. But uh, let's say whatever food you love. Now you know that's for supper. You skipped lunch. Right. What do you start to have cravings? Mm-hmm. Right. So what your body is wanting is similar to other addictions, which is a, a shot of dopamine mm-hmm. released in your body. And so, man, this is like a whole, I could like, uh, <laughs> hold me back, Obi. I could go on, like, this is a whole other podcast episode. So we me. just think about this, that that's what we um, have, we've nurtured that in us. Mm-hmm. We've created that in our mind and in our yep. chemical makeup of our body. And so that's what fasting can do is help break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And if fasting becomes r- part of your regular spiritual discipline that we say, I'm going to disrupt this pattern occasionally. Yep. Um, because guess what? There's also some good health benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have time to get into all that. Again, People can do their own research. Um, podcast. But God God has us do things that are good for us. Yeah. He really does. And Absolutely. fasting can be one of those if done in the right way. Of course, of course, things can be done improperly. We could use the other spiritual disciplines improperly too, sure. right? If I study my Bible... I could do one or two things. I could let it transform my life, or mm-hmm. I could, or I could hold it over people like I know more than them. Right? right. We can use disciplines right. in a wrong way, totally and agree. so fasting, done done properly, done in a healthy manner, can be a very uh, powerful thing where it mm-hmm. grows you closer to God, but also does some good things for you yep. too uh, that God knew about and. I think partially the reason he has us do it. Yeah. All totally right. Now, good. anything else to add? Because that's a good tangent, Bryson. I have no more tangents that wouldn't like take us into a whole other podcast. Okay. Let's episode, not do so. those. Let's not do those. Okay. All right. So, last thing I want to talk about is um, just practices. I want to just kind of get practical with people for mm-hmm. a second. Um, so, things that have helped you or motivated you, or yeah. or maybe they're like, where do I start, and and then what can I get to eventually? Yeah. So, uh, give give us your wisdom on that. Oh. Uh, aspartame free one. I have, so- <laughs> <laughs> I have such a deep wisdom on this. I can't wait. Um, I got three things, and there's probably more, but I'm a Baptist, so I got to have three things for you. Um, number one, I think I think you have to ask yourself a question: What is something that is taking your focus and attention away from God? And the truth is, you already know the answer, right? We we know the answer. We we feel it. We think it. Um, it it, it comes into our mind, and then we kind of like let it pass very quickly. Um, but you have to, I think that, I think one thing Christians and, and myself included, so I'm not just throwing everybody else under the bus. I think one thing that we don't do very well is really evaluate where we're at spiritually or where we're at just in life in general. And so I would ask you this question, what is something that is taking away your focus and attention from God? Consider fasting from that in order to remind yourself that God is more important than fill in the blank. Now, of course, we, let's be practical you can't say, well, my family is taking away my attention from from God. I'm going to fast from my family. Eh, you probably can't do that. But maybe you do need to spend an evening like kind of in solitude by yourself where you do say, hey, I need to get right with God so that way I can be right with my family. So I'm not fasting from my family by any means, but I'm going to spend an evening instead of watching TV I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go into my study, my office. I'm going to go, you know, bread co wherever. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read read the word. I'm going to study. I'm going to do that kind of thing. That's that's some a thought for you. Second thing is this is to start start small. So, probably you don't want to do the thing that Obi and I did, which was a 3 3-day three 72-hour uh, food fast. Um if you start with that, man, kudos to you because that is intense. Um but maybe you kind of start like how Obi started like you just you skip you skip a lunch like one thing um, maybe for you if it's social media maybe maybe you delete social media for for a day 
Um, right. You don't have to like, I think sometimes we, we make things sound bigger in our heads than they mm-hmm. really are. Um, and I think what God wants is for us to just take steps. And so take the, take a small step, start where you're at. Right. And, um, realize that, um, you don't have to do a three day, 40 day fast like Jesus. Right. Um, maybe you skip a meal, um, something like that. And then the biggest thing, number three is to replace. So here's where I have found that myself and I've seen other Christians go wrong with fasting. They fast, and then they forget why they were fasting in the first Mm. place. So the point of fasting, like we've kind of mentioned, is not just to give up something, but it is to give up something in order to spend time with God instead, through prayer, through spending time in the Word. Um, When your stomach is growling and you're hungry, instead of complaining, you pray. You think, okay, this is a physical reminder of my physical need, but ultimately I have a greater spiritual need, and so you focus on God. And so don't just fast for the sake of fasting. Um, don't just fast because, um, you know, just because you think it's the spiritual thing to do. Fast in order to focus on God and to align yourself with Him. Um, and especially if you have a big decision that, that you need to make, um, I think fasting is huge. Um, if there's something that you're struggling with in life, fast um, um, in order to seek the Lord. I think fasting is it's not a solve all solution to everything again because you you have to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if there are things in our lives that that we're seeking the Lord on, or if we just feel like we've been caught up in the mundane, um, I think fasting is going to be key um, to helping us take further steps in our walk with Christ. Yeah, it's an ingredient, right? Right. So we're we're talking about this in a whole set, a whole series, there if you, you will. That's the word of. Of spiritual disciplines, it's not the only one, mm-hmm. and it's it's coupled with these. Even what you just said, like uh, don't just do it to do it, but do it and take time to grow closer to God. Well, how do I do that? I don't just lay there on my floor, uh, not thinking and doing nothing, and right. just uh, in agony, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, oh, I miss burritos. Uh, but no, you're doing it to to pray, right? To read the Word to take some time to specifically grow closer to God. So this is an ingredient. And then by starting small, uh, same thing for the other spiritual disciplines. Think of reading the Word. What people often do when when they stumble and fall, they start off too great. They're like, hey, I'm going to read through the whole Bible in three to six months. And then you're like, okay, good luck with that. And when you've read 10 chapters in Leviticus this week or this day, because it takes a lot to get through the Bible that quick, you burn out. And so instead, instead of just taking on the Herculean, taking on these monumental feats, Start off small. Skip a lunch. Do do something little. Just skip yeah. lunch and take that lunch where you start praying for God. And I think one thing that you see is that I think you'll identify that maybe food is a little bit of an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it has more of a grip on me than I'm comfortable with because it's not. It doesn't seem like it's just for my health and and, and all that. And, and now let's also not be ascetics, like I said. Mm-hmm. Let's not say that. We shouldn't enjoy food. Absolutely we should. Sure. When God created everything, he said it was good. And one of the things he did was put food mm-hmm. in the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. Now, there was one tree don't eat from, but right. but the rest of them go ahead. Right. And so food is a good thing. So we're not saying don't enjoy food, but we also don't want food to become a master over us. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things fasting can do, and if you incorporate this into your spiritual disciplines gradually over time, is gradually over time, 
you start to gain control. And yep. one of the things that um, we don't have time to go into today is what you talked about, the the struggles with gluttony and the mm-hmm. struggles with slothfulness. Those are things that are in Scripture mm-hmm. that are sin. And so fasting is a way to help break that hold, to, to do some things to start off. Again, it's not saying, well, I, I uh, struggle with eating too much, so I'm just going to start off with a 72-hour fast. No, start off slow and gradually build over time into yep. a healthy rhythm that that can make you physically healthier, but but is intended for spiritual closeness with God where you care about His things. So, so I say start off with lunch, and then another thing would be to go to a nearly uh, 24-hour fast, or you mm-hmm. can call it a 24-hour fast, and a way to do that is, I would eat supper, mm-hmm. and then I just wouldn't eat again until supper. Right. And so a 24-hour, nearly 24-hour fast yeah. um, is a way to do it. And then there's times where it calls for more solemnity, and um, there's a time where you're praying for something really specific, um, or you just want to experience, uh, go through a, a three-day fast um, doing it that way. Yeah. And, and so there's lots of ways to do it, but the point is to grow closer with God and and to start doing the spiritual discipline uh, occasionally. Just mm-hmm. make it part of your regular life that maybe it's once a month. I got a friend who who actually fasts once a week. Um, oh, wow. Maybe okay. it's once a quarter. I don't know, but, yeah. but just occasionally uh, make this part of, of your spiritual life, yeah. your spiritual walk. And it's in Scripture. I think you'll be blessed by it. So uh, anything else to add, Bryson? No, I think that's it, man. Good conversation, though. Good conversation. Well, thank you for listening to Faith in Real Life, and don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And we would really appreciate you rating this podcast on your favorite podcast app and leaving a review. It just really does help get the word out. So if you do that for us, and if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love for you to stop by and visit one of our church services in a small group called Life Groups, and those are in person or online. And you can find out all the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofallon.org. That's fbcofallon.org, and we will see you next time.